We hope you enjoy this message from Expression Church of Huntington. Hey, there's uh, something kind of burn, burning on my heart a little bit. Um, as I, I kind of talk to, I have lots of friends that are in ministry, pastors, and people across the country, and as I talk to different people and talk to you guys um, quite a bit, I, I recognize that um, there is a lot of things that are happening across the, the country right now in the church world. Uh, if you even read, uh, I think it was on Fox, Fox and CNN, I think both posted uh, the thing about, from Andy Stanley about people that are Charles Stanley's son, but a lot of people have left the church in that millennial age group and um, just kind of walked away. I don't really believe it much anymore. Now that's, just, that's a poll or a report that's out. Uh, you know, we are experiencing something differently here, uh, it seems like, because I feel like in our area, uh, there's an influx of people coming into the church. I don't see people leaving it, I see people coming in. And uh, because I think they've tried everything else and exhausted all the other avenues of the world. And once you've you know, exhausted all the avenues of the world, you know, you might look at God as your last resort, but boy, when he gets a hold of you, it will be your last resort, all right? Because a transformed life, a converted life is the beginning of really living. I would have argued that years ago when I was in my 20s uh, because, you know, you got all this great opportunity, corporate America, um, careers, family, life, you know, just all these wonderful things that are out there for you. But when the Lord is not the centerpiece of what you're doing, and I don't mean a, like a part of, he's not like a, another credit card in your wallet. You know what I mean? It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when he's the centerpiece where he's the filter of the, and the lens that you see through life and, and, and what you know about him. And I grew up a lot, unfortunately, I, I knew that people loved him, but I'm not so sure that they didn't fear him more than they loved him. I'll sent that, sent that sink in for a minute. You know what I'm talking about? People fear him, but I'm not so sure that they love him because of the way he's been preached over the years to us. Um, we're suspect of him. He's a hammer. He's a, he's a good, good father, except when he's mad. Right? It's, uh, he loves you for who you are. Yeah, but he'll kick you in the tail. Well, he will. <laughs> he will correct. He chastises the kids, that he, those that he loves. But I'm not so sure that we understand what chastisement means or correction means, because I think we have a frame of reference from our earthly father and, um, you know, they're earthly too. And God himself is revealing himself in a real pure form and fashion these days. In other words, since we, could, we haven't had necessarily the proper frame of reference that we thought we could have, so we're all living our view of God through our own worldly and lifely experiences. That's all we really have. And then somebody comes in and begins to break down the scriptures for us and the word of God and begins to tell us who he is based on what the Word says, and then there becomes a conflict between what you're reading or what's being revealed to you and who he is and who you thought he was. And then you have to reconcile that in your mind because maybe you've had a bad re relationship with your father or earthly father, and maybe it wasn't a bad relationship. It was just different than what you're reading because maybe his generation and his father didn't know how to father. So we have all these frame of references and all these these, these life experiences, and sometimes those life experiences become the doctrine that we live our life through. That becomes the filter we see God through. And when you see God through the filter, 
that's not, not totally accurate, that's based on human experience, you miss really the reality or the value of what the Heavenly Father brings to your life. And I've watched it happen in people's life because we've, 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 we've thought maybe, gosh, here I am down here and God saved me. He gave me another chance. But now I'm, any moment, I, this thing could be pulled out from underneath me because if I make the wrong decisions, the Lord's going to just hammer me or, or leave me. And that's just not how God works. And there is this, this tension that is brewing in the hearts and minds of many, many, many people across the, the country. I was so encouraged to see the, the report that was put out in, on Fox and CNN that was been, that's been studied right now because um, somebody's getting focused. If it, I'm, I'm ready to see something like that as the headlines on some of these national shows as opposed to Kavanaugh, Trump, Clinton. Anybody else with me? Let's talk about, let's do something else just a little bit different. Not that all, all that's not important, it is. It is very, very important. But if you're not careful, that becomes the focus of your life. And you get caught up in the soap opera of politics rather than the reality of your address at your house. And your lens that you see life through is important. So the tension that is has happening right now, and I was so encouraged to see that report even make national news, because the Lord is kind of amplifying um, a message to each one of us that there is a tension that, and when I say tension, not attention, but tension, uh, a feeling of pull and push inside the hearts of a lot of people. And um, there's a cry that's going, and a groan and an ache that's going out from most people that are sensitive to God. There's a groan and a cry for a renewal, a refreshing, uh, an awakening. Uh, a time of, of worship that just kind of erases the dry spell that many of the church has gone through over the last couple of decades. Even a freshness of music, uh, a freshness of words, of spoken words and singing words and music of and musicians uh, because it used to be just great talent. Um, and then talent would come in. They would hire people from the bars to come in and play on Sunday morning because they were so good. And so great, and the people really loved it. When people would they play on a bar on a Saturday night, come in on Sunday morning, and tear the place apart because they were so good. It happened, right? Because what happened in the church, in the church world, the church had great musicians, but the church in the, had to, had to lower the bar or the standard of musicianship in the church because some people couldn't meet the standard of excellence, so they lowered the bar. And then they went to look for the world to fill the bar. Okay? Am I okay with that? You can just follow me because I'm going somewhere. And then what happened was singers would come out and they would sing. And they would sing really, really, really good. And then somehow the spectators rather than participators would begin to evaluate the singing and evaluate the, the music, musicians. And uh, it became more of an evaluation and then it became going into sincer from sincerity to, um, I hate to say it, but it, it would go into presentation and, and showmanship, right? And then showmanship became the right way to go. And then we would build all of our surrounding technology around the showmanship. Now, that wasn't everywhere, but it was just the way the thing was moving because of the demand from the people, okay? And it drew a crowd. It became like an alternative to a concert. Well, about a, about a decade ago, 
the Lord began to just raise up people across the country. Here's why. Because a new sound and a new voice started coming from the pulpits of America that were different than they were a, a dozen years ago. The, the message that's been coming back in the last decade has been a transformation. It's been a centrality on him as opposed to just people. Now, that doesn't mean we're not focused on people. You're focused on him before you're focused on people, right? Because all you really have to give people is him. Without him, all you can give him is yourself, and sometimes that's not good enough to help people, right? So the, the, the tension has just been mounting and mounting and mounting, and it's, all, it's been growing and growing. It's been underground for a long time, but there is a sound, and it's not a sound in, as in style. It's not a sound as in just talent. But there is a marriage that's happening across God's body. It's a marriage. It's the marriage as David saw it, as Solomon presented it, where excellence and passion meet. Where you don't have to lower the standard of excellence or you don't have to rise up to an artificial passion and call it real. It's a marriage. It's a marriage where everybody kind of fits. Because whether you're excellence in voice or musicianship, you can certainly be excellent in passion. Because we all have passion. Just get somebody mad. Let somebody run out in front of you on a car as you're driving home. That's passion. Right? Pat, we have it. So there's a sound that's coming forward. And, and the sound is coming from a groan in the hearts of every person in here. You are not exempt this morning from what I'm saying. You're feeling it. You're sensing it. You may not know what it is. It might come out in an outburst of something that doesn't even look holy. But you're feeling it. You're sensing there's something happening in your life. There's something new happening. You have to, to, so many uncertainties that are in front of you. And those are there. You don't know about your health. You don't know about your, your finances, your job. Your, there's a lot of uncertainties, a lot of questions that are just unanswered right now. But you see opportunity. You see you're moving towards it. But there's something deeper in all of that that's deeper that your heart is really groaning for. It's groaning. Yeah. Now, about five years ago, sit, no, it's been, it's been longer than that, seven or eight years ago, Steph, if you'll come, about seven or eight years ago, I think it was, I was sitting in worship service. And I've told this before, and many of you may have heard it, but I'll tell it again. Because I feel like this past week, the Holy Spirit has just come to me and told me that this is what I saw back then is really coming to fruition today. I was in a worship time, and it, the music was playing, the worship was, was, was there, and just for a split second, maybe, I don't know how long, 30 seconds, I kind of got pulled away. When I say pulled away, I'm not talking about raptured out of my seat. I just kind of drifted away in my mind, okay, in my heart. And what happened to me was I had this, this, this vision, I called it. I didn't know what it was. I'd never had a vision, maybe one other time in my life, but I never had a vision, but I had this flash. And the flash looked like something like this. I saw a, a football player 
out on the football field. The stands were packed. I mean, high school football games, what I imagine in my mind. It was jam-packed, thousands of people there. The referees were out on the field with their, their, their whistle. The play was going to be called. The, the, the quarterback was getting the, the call from the, the side sideline. He came to the, the field. He was ready to snap the ball. And all of a sudden, I couldn't hear any voices. I couldn't hear any sounds. That's important. But I could see the picture taking place just in real-life motion. And the quarterback got ready to snap the ball. And when he did, he looked up like he heard something I couldn't hear. But he heard it. And as he heard it, he looked. Nobody else on the field heard it. Nobody else in the stands heard it. But he began to walk away. And he began to walk after, just very gently walking away. He started chasing and walking after, following the sound that he heard. And, and the, the ball was snapped, and everybody kind of stopped and looked. The, the lineman got up and looked around and said, what is this? It's almost like, what is he doing? He's just walking off the field, following after the sound. The next scene was a teacher in a classroom. And this teacher in the classroom was, had her hair up, glasses, a skirt, had a chalkboard. That's dating it, but it's true. She had a poke, poker or whatever they call them, sticks in her hand. And she was hitting the, and all of a sudden she was teaching. The class was all engaged. She was teaching and all of a sudden she looks away. I couldn't hear anything, but she obviously heard something to cause her to walk and leave that classroom right in the middle of the room. The next thing was, there was a, a police officer directing traffic, and I'm talking about an intersection that was just crazy going. I mean, lots of traffic. And the cop had the vest on, and he was directing traffic and doing all this, and had his whistle in his hand. He was motioning people, and traffic was moving, and all of a sudden, he looked because he heard something that caused him just to start walking away from all of this. And it was still going on. And it was jammed. And he just starts walking off, walking after that, that, that thing he was hearing. The next thing was a, was a courtroom. It was a judge. Prosecution and the defense was there. The room was full. The gallery was full. The judge was presiding over the case, had his black robe on. And I could see the scene taking place and the courtroom in action. And all of a sudden, the judge looks up as if he heard something. He gets up off the bench, and he walks, looking up, walking out of the courtroom while everybody else is watching the judge just walk out of the room. The next one was like in a, a factory, in a, a scene like, a, like a, a lab. They had white coats and had goggles, and they were like doing a, uh, like a science lab. It looked like a factory, like they were creating and building something. I don't know if it was like a medical lab or or what, but there was people everywhere. He had a white, long white coat. Guy looked Asian to me. Had his glasses on, his goggles on. He was working as a technician and they were walking and everything was just moving and I couldn't hear anything and all of a sudden, the man stops, he looks, and he walks straight out of that place, walking out of the, the, the lab. I'm kind of still thinking what in the world's going on. The next scene, which is the last scene, I see this beautiful field of wheat, and it's high wheat, and it's just, the wind is blowing, 
The sun is shining so bright. The sky is just baby blue. It's beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. And the wheat just goes back with the wind. And I'm watching this field with nothing there but a scene of a field, like a, like a movie. And all of a sudden, here comes the football, the quarterback. He comes out, and he's walking in the field, still with his eyes looking up. I still couldn't hear anything. And he's walking. And here comes from another corner. Here comes another section of the, the field. Here comes that teacher. Here comes that police officer. Here comes the judge. And here comes that lab medical worker, technician that comes out. And they're all coming from different walks, different places, but they're all converging. And the word I saw, all of a sudden, I couldn't hear anything, but a, a word in written word said convergence, converge over top of this thing. And I thought to myself, God, and I come to myself, and honestly, I feel like the, the, the worship was still at the same place it was when I left. That 30, I, it couldn't happen more than 10 or 15, 30 seconds. It would just happen so fast. I said, God, what is that? And the Lord said, I'm releasing a sound in the earth. Singers will think it's singing. Musicians will think it's a song, music, musical. Authors will think it's something written. They're gonna, it's gonna, whatever you're, vocation or bend of life. Artists will think it's like art. Whatever that bend, that unique essence of God that he's put inside of you is inside of you is now being released. And God has released a sound from heaven, from eternity on the earth. And it's to bring together and converge every aspect of life, every vocation, and they're all, it's not that they're going to walk away from their jobs. It's going to mean that that sound that's inside that they hear, God has already prepared the hearts of man to hear that sound. So as he releases that sound, and he has, it's going to draw all men to that sound. Your heart will find a place for that sound. It'll be a comforting feeling. It'll be a peaceful feeling. It'll be a joyous feeling. It'll be fulfilling feeling, right? And it's happening at every walk of life. Now, what I'm sensing is as we battle the tension between what was and is and is to come, you can't dishonor what was to get to what is. And you can't dishonor what is to get to what will become. So you give honor to your past. I'm not just talking about style. Honor to your past life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. In here, what are you experiencing today? You honor and give thanks to where you are today. You're, you're thankful you're not where you were, but you're extremely happy where you are right now, even though it's not where you know you're going to be because you're progressing because the sound that's being released from heaven is pulling you and drawing you into the perfect will of God for your life. It's almost like an ache. It's almost like a groan that can't be uttered. But the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you is drawing and leading you into the place of your life that your heart yearns for, your eyes gleam for, and God is taking you there. Now what I asked Steph to do because I sensed there was a, a time of worship. And 
I wanted to sing a song, and then I'm going to just kind of let her turn it over for the next few moments. I don't need you to stand. I need you to reflect, right? I need you to look through the lens. And here's what I want you to be sensitive of. Just like I was in worship, and really, to be very transparent with you, I was in worship, but my mind was, not, my mind was on all the other things I had to do. And all of a sudden, I got pulled away. I want you to concentrate and focus on what the Lord is speaking to you. Not does she sound good or is Matt playing well. I want you to get caught up in the spirit of what God is saying to you based on what I just so, said to you and the atmosphere that's been created here. Can we do that? If you feel like standing, stand. If you feel like sitting, stay seated. We're only going to do about five or ten minutes, and I'm going to come back up and close this in prayer. But I feel like we need to enter into that place and mark the words that I just spoke. Amen. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear You're looking into my heart So I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Jesus. King of endless worth. No words could express just what you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours, every single breath. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not one you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking in to my heart. So I'm coming back to the heart. Worship where it's all about 
all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's always been about you. It's always been about you, yes. Every curve, every moment, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. So I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is a light forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear every fear in me. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, oh, I worship you. Do a new thing, God. Do something that completely amazes our minds, God. familiar with God so we don't have a reference point Father Father we bless you cause you're my resting place in you peace I find Jesus you're my You're my resting place In you peace I find Jesus, 
place I'd rather be No place I'd rather be Than hearing your love Hearing your love So set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain That I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you, God Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God 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 And the Spirit of God would say to you this morning, you're not going to be able to understand what's happened to you in your past. You've lost some money. You lost some time. You lost some, you thought were good memories to be. You lost some relationships. You lost some dignity. Some of you lost some self-respect. And you've asked God, God, how and why did all this happen? Some of you lost some health. And you said, God, why? Why did this happen? How did this happen? What did I do? And maybe you even got into condemnation. It's your fault. And, all that. and the Lord says to you today, you will not understand so don't even try to figure it out. You haven't lost anything. The work that the Lord has done in your life during what looks like a loss has greater value than you could ever comprehend in the natural mind. He's working things out of you taking and stripping things from you to prepare you for the good memories that you're launching into your future to build. And God said, if you will open your eyes wide open and you'll see the future, not through the lens of your past, but through a God that truly is for you and not is against you. He wants things for you greater than you want things for yourself. Don't get caught up in toiling on trying to figure out what God is doing. Just enjoy what God is doing. Don't question him. You don't have to be suspect of him. He said for me to tell you this morning, you lost some stuff in the last seasons. Don't try to figure it out. Some things were stripped from you in the last seasons. Don't try to figure it out. He's going to restore and redeem the time. He's going to restore and redeem the health. He's going to restore and redeem the relationships. He's going to restore and redeem your financial future. What God is going to do in your future, he's already begun today. He's already doing it. He said, begin to build new memories 
so the old bad memories don't eclipse your life. Stand with me, please. Listen, we lost some stuff over the last decade. We did. So let's take what we've lost, turn it into seed, plant it on the altar of God, and watch God turn that in to an incredible harvest field for your life. Are you ready? Kids coming back to the Lord, grandkids coming back to the Lord, relationships being restored, redeemed, financial pictures turning around. You don't have to live with a, a cloud over your head. The Lord says, see the sunshine on a bright day, because he is the sunshine. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this morning, God, humbly, but yet also boldly. God, we know we're a people that you speak to collectively, corporately, but also individually. And I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit that dwells, resides in each individual here today that is born again. I thank you, Lord, that that spirit that I have, that you have given us, that you have, that you are, you speak in the ears and the hearts of your people. You give direction, you give correction, you give instruction. You tell us what you want us to do. You lead us and guide us and you nudge us and your st our steps are ordered and you just continue to roll out like the red carpet for us as we walk this thing out together. Sometimes, God, we're afraid of what the, the steps look like because we don't understand and we don't see all full clearly, but, but Lord, you still roll it out. Sometimes, God, we take, want to take a step because we see something in front of us, but Lord, we're so afraid because of fear gripping us from our past and we're so worried that it's going to be stripped from us. We're afraid to make a mistake, but God, you keep telling us to go, but we're cautious. Lord, help us to change the red light, the caution light, into the full green light, into our hearts, that we can come running to you, embracing you and trusting you in every aspect of our life. God, we know that you're going to work through us. God, we've heard all the messages. We've, we've preached them. We've sang them. We've talked about them. We've, we've experienced worship in the finest times. We've experienced worship in the driest times. But God, we're still here. This is your people. So God, call your people together for the sound that's amplifying from heaven. We know, God, that you're doing something so incredible across this globe right now, but you're doing something so incredible across the hearts of your people in this region, in this area, in this church. These are your people, Lord. Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and delivered them. You brought us out, Jesus, of sin and bondage and delivered us. Now, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to take each individual and their families into the land that flows with milk and honey, the land that is promising of peace and joy and overflows with glory and the glory that we can't even hardly contain. Take us into that place, the secret place, the place in Christ, in you, that reveals all things, that secrets are known and things that are hidden are come to light. And Lord, all those things, God, you want for us, Take us into the place that's going to give us that, that fearful understanding and reverence of who you really are and how much you truly are for us. We bless you today. 
And I bless my brothers, my sisters, the children as they are here gathered together today. I bless them, Lord. And I pronounce a blessing over their life as they walk out of this place with a, with a future so bright. Lord, they don't even know how to contain what you're going to do. I bless them in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. See you all Wednesday night for the book of Revelation.